Did you start? Why'd you stop the recording? Yeah, I just started it again. Cause I couldn't hear anything you were saying. You're like, hi. That's what it sounds like to me. That's literally how I was talking. Oh, all right, fair enough. Well, in that case, <laughs> the recording is good. What's up, James? What's up, bro? Nothing. Dunk Tales, Volume 18, coming at you. He's snotty dripping. I'm at Joe Borelli on Twitter. Follow us. Rate review. And everywhere you can find us. Hey, yeah, y'all leave some five star reviews and shit on iTunes. Seriously, and, and maybe rate about, rate the show. You know, review the yeah. show, whatever. If you leave a creative, uh, if you leave a five star, whatever you say in the comments, we'll uh, we'll read it on air. How about that? You know, everybody does that now, but I'm I'm game. I, I I'll do it. I'm in. Only it. for five star. Yep, we'll give you a shout out. We'll uh, whatever you say. It's we'll, gotta uh, be a five star review. <laughs> And Jalen Brown just hit another three. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's good. So, as we were, see, so Joe's a dick because he wants <laughs> to record while, you know, my Celtics are playing. Um, it's not that I want to do it because I really want to watch this game. So, uh, like, you know, uh, um, full disclosure, this is probably going to be a quick podcast tonight because I'm super into watching this series. Right. This is a, this is a great game so far. Um, yeah. So, as we speak, Boston's up 32-19. Under two seconds left in the first quarter. Jalen Brown hit a couple threes already. Um, wow, what a great play just now. They they ran. Uh, he just missed a three at the buzzer. My feet is so, behind. Um, I'm just now seeing him hit the three. Nice shot. Wow, you're way behind. Well, that's what um, you get when you pirate. <laughs> when you pirate ESPN. I don't know anybody that does that. It's just I'm just. It's just... <laughs> All I'm going to say, hey, I'm I'm going to reach out to to YouTube TV see if we can get an endorsement. YouTube TV yes. is the bomb. All right, do it. Uh, Best forty bucks I spend a month. Uh, Wait, you all can the watch, channels. You can watch NBA on YouTube TV. Absolutely, YouTube really? TV. I'm I'm watching TNT. There's very 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 little lag, if if any. There's uh, they also have NBA TV. They got TNT. They got ESPN. They got all the ESPNs. They got it all, man. It's, also it's forty dollars a month. Forty bucks a month, man. All right, fuck it. Let's let's let's. Uh, even if they don't give us a deal, I'm I'm ripping for YouTube TV right now. It's worth it, man, 100%. And guess what? You get a seven-day free trial, so they don't charge you till your first seven days is up. So if you don't like it, just you know, just cancel it. So Really? Sorry. And this is actually not an endorsement. I mean, this is not a paid endorsement. But, yeah, I'm going to sign up. That sounds awesome. I'm going to check it out. I wanted to, I wanted to cut the cable, right? So I went to Sling. Uh, mm-hmm. I got Netflix, of course. Uh, Sling was all right, but we know the Sling has problems with uh, – with because I use Google Chromecast for my phone. I send it to my TV. Gotcha. Um yeah, so this is, I mean, since the minute I got it, it doesn't glitch, it doesn't freeze, and doing any of that stuff, and it's crystal clear. I'm chilling. Nice. I We cut the cable, too, and now I'm paying for Netflix, HBO Go, or HBO Now, and we're paying for Hulu. We're pay, I pay for Amazon Prime. <laughs> I pay for NBA TV. Like, I cut, I we cut the say, cable so I could pay way more money. It's great. Check, uh, check YouTube TV and even Hulu. They, I think they both have a HBO option. So you shouldn't have to play pay for HBO Go also. I think you have to still pay for it. It's like a, it's like an ex, it, 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 No, you yeah, you pay more. But right, HBO Go more. is like but, right. Yes. So um that's enough of that. Let's anyway, what are we doing? Enough of that. Let's let's uh let's mess around. You wanna do you wanna do the East and Western Conference Finals first, or do you wanna do you wanna do our wild speculation segment? Let's let's save that for last. What do you think? Uh, I don't care, man. This is your fucking show. You're running the show. I'm just here to be ornery. I'm here to be ornery. No, so I'm going to tell you why I'm going to be a little cranky with you today. Be, be cranky. Go ahead. Why? Um, Boston was up. Boston was up, Uh, 
you know, two zero. Mm-hmm. I never got too high on it because it's LeBron James. Right. So, but even so, watching him just like tear Boston apart. Game three was a nightmare. Uh, you know, they lost by what was it thirty? So uh, I forget. Yeah. Game four, they kept it closer. It was down like six and seven in the fourth. And so that, was, that wasn't too bad. But just watching LeBron play as confidently and as freely as he was and watching, you know, George Hill get easy layups over Aaron Baines, it was frustrating. So, I, And guess what? I've been a Zen fan all season, you know, and I know that this all this is gravy, right? This is all just icing on the cake. All these guys are getting, they're getting minutes. We know who's going to be back next year, you know, Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. All this is great. It still sucks watching your team get their head kicked in by LeBron James. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I'll try not to take it out on you too badly. Oh, okay. All right. So that's why you're going to be That's why you're going to be crabby? Is that what you're telling me? Basically. And I don't like you anyway. So. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I still love you. Though, fuck it. Since we're already talking about it, sorry about the F-bombs, children. I know, I know there's a lot of kids that listen to the show. Not um is it really no i have no idea see it'll tell you how many people you how many listens you get it won't tell your age bracket i have no idea how many uh, people I mean, no, yeah i, I didn't mean, know if like maybe you got complaints in the fucking because i don't use itunes i never get complaints all right what's up no so let's just talk about the Cavs in, in boston series so the <clears throat> excuse me where were we at when we talked about this last week i think the Cavs were up two nothing and, and we were talking about you being yeah yeah and since then the Cavs. Oh, sorry. The Boston, the Celtics were up two nothing. So you weren't so right. you were you were you were, you were good. You were living it. You were living the life, and making me making me hear about the Sixers loss again. But uh, the Cavs have come back. They've come roaring back, which we knew. We knew they yeah. weren't gonna. So the funny thing was after game one when LeBron, you know, he said it. He's like, you know, I just I, I kind of lay low to scope the game out, see how it goes. And people were like, oh, sure, he just he's tired. No, because we saw next the next game he had the forty plus point triple double. So yes, LeBron was kind of sandbagging game one, um, and then he was great in game you know game in game three and four he was awesome too. So yeah, it, it's fine. Um, my issue is that I'm going to complain again about how the goalposts have been moving for the Celtics. Go ahead. They shouldn't be here, right? They shouldn't be here. They should have no, been up two zero. Of course. And so I'm seeing people complaining and saying stuff about uh, is you know. What is Brad Stevens really that great a coach? Why why is their record on the road so bad in the playoffs? You know, I'm like, come on, man. Like, what what yeah. are we doing right? Well, here's the thing about it. Like, and we uh, as a Sixers fan, I went through the same thing about adjusting expectations. Right, the Sixers had like we were in, uh, season starts. Everyone was like, you know, if the Sixers get to the playoffs this year, it's going to be a struggle, and we're just all going to be happy that they made it because it means they're progressing and they've got some really good young talent, right? They won 52 games and were the third seed in the East. At that point, they're so good, and they went on a 16 game win streak to, to end this season. At that at that point, you got to be like, well, let's everyone adjusted their expectations. Like, well, maybe these guys can really do something. And I think the same thing is happening with the Celtics, where. Nobody expected them to be here, right? They got the they got the second seed in the East, but in a relatively weak Eastern Conference, and they were playing by committee, so it's not like they have that one giant superstar anymore, you know, unless you want to count Al Horford. Um, so they were they were doing it by committee, and they're like they're a really good team. We all knew this. We all knew they were going to give teams problems. I guess Milwaukee was actually better than we kind of imagined because they took them to seven. Second round, man, they they gave it to Philly in five, and and Philly was a team that everyone was really high on. So after that second round series, you would we all just naturally adjusted expectations the same way we did with, with when Philly beat Miami in five. We're like, wow, these guys are way better than we thought. So you did the same thing with with Boston. 
You adjusted your expectation. Whether fair or not, it's ooh, there's a there's a fight. Sorry. Anyway, you're way behind. It's funny. Yeah. So my, my thing is like, but so like, yeah, like, but right. But like, so you adjust the expectation. You adjust to the, to how the team is dog, playing. And you it's have LeBron fucking James. No, I know it's that. LeBron James. I know that. You know what? They're playing Greg Monroe fucking like crunch time, big, like, like vital minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when, when, when does common sense kick in and you say, sure, they overachieved, but you know, when they lose, I'm not saying you don't, you know, Hey, well, no, I think you're. I think fans are okay to be like a little bit upset if the series is over and like in. in this is not about fans. This is about this. this is, these are people writing articles about you know second guessing Brad Stevens rotations and why was Yabu in really? the game? Who, who, who wrote yes. these articles? I'm saying, dog. I, I was listening to my man John Corrales on his uh, Rain and Jays pod today, and he went on uh, somebody Jones, Adam Jones, some guy named I don't know. Sorry, sorry, uh, John. I don't remember the dude's name. He went on the show and the dude was kind of grilling him. Like, what is Brad Stevens? Like, you no, know, what makes Brad Stevens so great? How is his record on the road so bad? And I'm like, are you? And he, you know, John was answered the question very cogently, very intelligently. But I'm like, what are we doing? So it's, it is, I mean, it's, we live in this culture where it's always a blame culture, right? Yeah. Even when, a, like, like is Boston, so shit, like Boston can win this series. Obviously they can. If they don't because LeBron James is LeBron James, are you going to say they did something wrong? Are we going to start questioning? No. Oh, man. Boston really Boston really screwed the pooch because they blew the series. They're up 2-0. I get it, man. It's no, just such a weird thing. It's a weird thing. But at the same time, you do have to like – I mean, I understand why someone would question why they're so bad on the road, right? Like they just can't – they just can't seem to win on the road. They're, Dog, they're, Kyrie Irving averaged 24-4-5. and five, And when he played, they're one of the best road teams in the NBA. Guess what happened? He was lost for the season, and now their, their, their lead offensive player and their number one scorer is out. What is what is so like? I think we overthink this sometimes. No, no, no. But what, I, what no, you, that's fair. It's totally fair. But I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Uh, that's not right. No. I'm not saying. Like, there's the reason right there. Sure, but like, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you can't question it. It doesn't mean like. Like it's odd. It's, it's, it's a bit of an. Odd. But what, here's the thing. Why? Why then are they so good at home? You think the home crowd just swings it that much? Yes. Every team, almost every team, we always oh say it. What's, you what? Calm down. I'm going to give you a, a Ritalin or something, or Vicodin. No, because it pisses me off. Like, what do you? Does the home team? Yes. I'm not even the, the one that said it. Matters. You're the one that brought it up. I know, and you're asking me questions now. What? But why are they better at well, home? So you're saying that you can't ask the question. You're getting upset that you can't ask the question. Well, I mean, are you are you six years old? Do you like to watch the NBA? Yes, it matters that the home crowd. The home crowd matters. Yes, it matters. That's why home court advantage is such a big deal. That's why we keep saying it. That's, all the role players, all the role players, role players play better at home. This is like a, a, a yeah, standard. Okay. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. So you're saying that the question you can't even ask questions now. I don't, I don't think it's unfair I mean, to sure. ask questions of why they play. They do. Hey, I play the way they hey, do. Joe, I don't think that's Joe, called for. What? Hey, Joe, why does your name have three letters? It doesn't. It actually has J O S T H five. It's shortened. Hey. It's an abbreviated name. What? But why? Oh, it's six letters. Oh, come why? on. Come on. Don't play the one. Yeah, my point is that's my point. I mean, this is like, right, this listen, is like, it may, be a, one. it may be a stupid question, but it doesn't mean it's not like deserving of a, of a you know, like you can't ask it. Yeah, sure. Like we can criticize. My G, Rachel Nichols was on uh, with, on the Randy J's pod too. Oh my goodness. Did he swing at him? And Rachel Nichols, Nichols, she was like, I mean, of course they had Kyrie for some of those games, but can he make that much of a difference? What are we doing, dude? You know what I mean? What, what are we doing? Hey, don't are you dare that? talk ill of Rachel Nichols. I love Rachel Nichols. Oh, uh, whatever. I can say a stupid question is a stupid question. That's fair. So, whatever. 
All right, um, well, let's talk about how the Cavs have turned this around. What do, you, what do you think is the reason? Like, obviously, LeBron James can't do this himself. He's had two 40-something point games, right? But I think the big thing is, like, Tristan Thompson has been really taking it to Al Horford, and their guys are actually playing. Like, they're getting contributions from other people. It's huge. Their defenses play better. Ooh, did he hey, swing at him? Yeah, I see. You're, you're a little behind. <laughs> so behind. So so like I hey, like I just said, guess what? One of the big things is the energy they play with it at home. That's a big thing. Right. Number two, the coach made a uh, he made a decision where he actually started mirroring. Uh, he mirrored Tristan Thompson's minutes with Al Horford, and it's true. Hey, uh, Tristan's a tough player, and his physicality and him get, just getting up in his chest makes a difference. It makes a big difference, right? Yeah, totally. So like, yeah, and Al is a complimentary type player. He's a complimentary All Star where. He's not going to just dominate the game. He's going to do all the little things that a team needs. Well, if Tristan's out there trying to, you know, and not let him do his little things, it makes a difference. It gums up the offense and the defense of the Celtics. So um, that's a big thing. And, again, George Hill and, and J.R. Smith played with the Pults. They didn't play like like slugs like they did in Boston. Um, that stuff matters, man. And, and of course, LeBron James. LeBron, yeah, and LeBron yeah. James is always going to LeBron James. Um and I think, you know, I was listening to uh, the Open Floor podcast with Ben Golliver and Andrew Sharp, and, and Ben actually made a really good point about, fuck, I totally lost it. I was going to say something. <laughs> oh, it was it was about if if Tristan Thompson, like as good as Tristan Thompson is in the playoffs, and I think he really shines in the playoffs. I think he's kind of one of those guys that's made just for the playoffs. Um, as good as he's been against Al Horford in the playoffs, it kind of makes you wish that, like, we had seen more out of Joel Embiid. Because I feel really let down by, like, Man, if if this is if this is what we're getting out of Tristan Thompson on on Al Horford, how how did Al Horford shut down Embiid? And you know, I it just I have to go to back to to the well, youth, but it's a good point. Like it would have. It's been- also because Al has such. I mean, uh, Embiid has so much more responsibility on offense, while Tristan is basically up there just to bang, That's just to play true. defense. You know, so like he can focus purely on playing defense and hitting the rebound, while Embiid had much more uh, responsibility and. Even though Embiid is very quick on his feet and, you know, he can he can contain the perimeter, it's just different. You know, Tristan's yeah. a little smaller and a little quicker. Yeah, exactly. So. He's got a different – a totally different frame. Embiid needs to work on his conditioning too, man. He's He was really winded a lot of those games. So, you know, and he's – Absolutely. He's just young. He's got a lot to learn. This is really his full, first full season. Anyway, let's not talk about that. We're, we're, st- we're still talking about the, the Celtics and the Cavs. Um, anything else we want to talk about? I mean, we don't have to go um, long today, tonight. No, 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 that's that's the big difference. And I mean, look, LeBron's LeBron. Uh Kyle Corver's been outstanding. Um if you're gonna we're gonna name a uh like a maybe a most improved player that's not LeBron in the series, I would say Kyle's definitely been it. Kyle's been uh great. Yeah, he's you know? been really uh, good. And you know, even he even held his own defensively against Jalen Brown in game four. That was amazing. Early. Uh Jalen like destroyed him in the second half, but it was too late by then. So, um, yeah, man. Um, and credit to him, too, for playing through, like, you know, his brother just passed away. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the circumstances of it were, but it's it's got to be hard to play with that kind of load on your shoulders or that kind of burden that you're, you know, constantly dealing with. I'll say this. The the Cavs made it really tough for Terry Rozier to play the last couple of games because they kept kept switching it. Like, he kept, he kept getting switched on to LeBron, and LeBron was just taking complete advantage of him to the point where last game they actually had to take him out on the fourth and sub in – uh, Marcus Smart for him, and I don't think Rozier was out there most of the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it's a really competitive series. It's 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 one that's been a lot of fun, and for a long time, I thought it was much more compelling than the West because 
I mean, you have the underdog. Anytime you have an underdog winning, it's way more compelling, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if they jump uh, out to a 2-0 lead like that, it's gone. Another big difference is, uh, you know, hey, every game has a rhythm, and you can see that the Celtics were dictating the rhythm early. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Cleveland got into it, and they figured out the game rhythm. And, like, like one thing, um, Boston was switching kind of unnecessarily and putting Terry Rozier and Braun, but then they were running this little scram where the minute that he they saw the, the ball was coming that way, they would send another defender, and he would kick Terry Rozier out and, like, you know, take over on the, on the Braun watch. Well, once Brown learned that and figured out the rhythm, he was just picking them apart. Yeah. And, you know, wherever that that double came from, he was just finding guys. So, you know, it, um, it's 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 like, you know, Boston right now is playing really well. They're up eight. Um, they were up like 16, so yeah. that's Cleveland's not – Cleveland's starting to whip the ball around again. They're starting to find those they're open wrong. guys. And they're starting yeah. to – yeah, Terry's starting to get stuck on, on switches to LeBron again. But it's fine. Like, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I – you know, of course, Kyrie is a big difference, but it is still, it is just still like, if you want to talk about like the, the advantage that a home crowd gives you, like this series and this this team specifically, look no farther than this as an example of like what that, that home juice really does for you. Because, you know, you can question why they can't, can't hit shots on the road, whatever. Obviously, it's a lot of what we were talking about with Kyrie, but I think, yeah, having having that home crowd and that home juice, man. What did you call for this series? Uh, I actually said what before it started. I thought it was going to be Cavs and like I didn't say. I think it, I think I might have said it was going to be Cavs and five. So I mean that's my whole point. Like that's if that's that's not like this shouldn't be a surprise. You know what I mean? Like why? Like yeah. sure, Boston got they ran to an early lead two zero, but then it's like what are they doing wrong? How are they losing? Everyone said they were going to lose. You know well, I don't. I, I don't mean, get what they're... Yeah, and let's not be stupid. Like you're absolutely right. This is LeBron James. I said from day one it's going to be LeBron James in the finals again. I don't see anybody else in the East that can stop him. I'm sorry, there's just not that team. I mean, maybe with Kyrie if he would have been in there and Gordon Hayward. But honestly, I gotta let you know. I feel like if Kyrie was there, there's no way LeBron would lose to him. He just wouldn't. He would just not lose to Kyrie. And maybe not, but but the point is like the series would be just different, right? Yeah, it'd it be would a be lot completely different. different. I don't even know if it would be more exciting. Is the bizarre thing? I mean, there's yeah. obviously that that one on one matchup that everyone would be dying to see, like little brother versus big brother. That would be really compelling in itself. But I don't know that the series would be any better because the Celtics are just playing so well. They're playing you a lot of fun. You are high. What are you talking about? You think it would be more fun? Dude, Kyrie on the road wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be losing by 30. He'd, he'd be up there. You don't know he'd that, be... man. Listen, Terry Rozier is really damn good on defense. Kyrie. Do you remember Do you remember what Kyrie did in the playoffs against Golden State? Are we doing this right now? Of course. Of course. Are we doing this right, right now? Fair you just said how Terry Rozier's been picked on, and now he's, oh, Terry Rozier's good on defense. Which, yeah. What are you doing? It's dude? both things. It's both things. Leave me alone. Uh um. <laughs> I'm like doing ultimate like talking ahead right now. I'm gonna just contradict myself the entire podcast. Let's move on to the West, and let's um, and let's go fast because I want to. I really want to watch this game. It's really good. Um, we were talking about what was. Tell me what was your favorite. Have you been interested in the in the Houston and the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors? Um, I just want the Rockets to lose. So I, I'm kind of bummed out they came back and won yesterday. <laughs> Why do you want, want them to lose? Uh, cause fuck Chris Paul. I just I don't like his everything. He's been playing. He played. He's he's been up and down. Like I think um, he was really good yesterday, 
Uh, he had a couple of bad games in the series and a couple of good games in the series. So, yeah, I just I want to see them lose. Uh, I just I just don't like their fan base. I don't like whatever. So um, Wait, a Boston yeah. Celtics fan is saying that he doesn't like somebody else's fan base? <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was – do I have to like every other fan base? Is no, that what I'm supposed you, to do? No, but that's like, you know, that's that's what a Boston Celtics fan would say. Anyway, go on. You do nothing but complain about how much you hate Boston. I don't – what's the what's, what, what's the deal? Uh, I'm, I mean, like, how – are fan bases supposed to like each other? No. What's the not, problem? They're not. No. Exactly. So, so uh, suck it. Um <laughs> Wow, way to get but no, there, honest, honestly, honest, I mean, it's this. It, it's getting compelling now because Steph has struggled a lot. He played, he played well, you know, yesterday. But after he hit that three and that shimmy, he was like one for ten from the floor. Yeah. Um. So you know they were up double digits in the fourth, and for them to cough that lead up, uh, you know, I think they only scored twelve points in the fourth. That's like this is now it's compelling, and that's the big thing about the Warriors, right? For the longest time, it was like they're just so dominant that. It's just not. It's cool, but it's just not really fun to watch. Exactly. This is actually. It's a battle. It's a knockdown dragout, and the Rockets have been saying all year we think we're better, and we all kind of scoffed at them. But here they are. You know, they 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 got it tied up two two, and they blew out the they blew out the the Warriors one game. So um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. What's been your favorite part of the of the Western Conference playoffs so far? I mean, the Western like just this, this series. What's been your favorite part of this series so far? Is it Steph struggling? Um, no, I mean, that's interesting because it's weird. Steph still hasn't had, like, a real signature playoff run, right? He hasn't had one where he just kind of dominated or even, like, a, I don't think he – maybe, like, one of the first-round yeah, series. He had one the other night. He was, it was the Curry Flurry, remember, in the third quarter? Of, okay. Like, two, that's, two games that's, that's, that's a quarter. I'm saying a playoff run. He hasn't had, like, mm-hmm. a, a playoff run where he's went, like, three or four games where he just dominated, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, look, his last MVPs, playoff – the finals MVPs. One went to Iguodala, and, you know, the other one went to Kevin Durant. And this is Steph Curry's team. So it's just weird. And even now, I get it. He's come back from an injury, you know, whatever. It's funny how we keep – people try to give him the excuse of he's injured when he himself is like, I'm fine, you know? So – Right. Um, so and that's, as everyone I, keeps I, saying, when he's when he's not playing well, he's injured. When he's playing well, he's just – he's amazing. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that we're seeing – they brought Kevin Durant in for a reason, right? They brought Kevin Durant in for a reason, which is, hey, you know, we need a, a, a safety valve. And they're trying to let him do that, but it's kind of like hurting the team, it seems like. You know, I've heard this before. I don't I don't know that I buy it. I think what happens is, like, you'll notice in times when the offense stagnates, that Kevin Durant just goes ISO, which I can see why people would be like, Kevin Durant's just going ISO and he's just slowing down the pace of the game. No, he's just trying to, he's trying to do his part to, to like, I hate to be a Kevin Durant apologist, um, but I do feel like he goes ISO when there's nothing else going and he has to take the ball and put it on his shoulders and, and score for the team. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's, that's by design. I don't think that's just Kevin Durant taking over because he wants to be the star. I think he does it out of necessity, not out of, not out of creativity or, or, you know, just think that he's, he's the guy that's got to get him over the hump. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But it's just also, it's poetic justice because I mean, why he say he left, you know, he left. OKC. He left because I want to play this beautiful game and, you know, not play ISO ball. And now with their season on the line, it's going to come down with, you know, clay might be injured or clay might be, um, limited. Yeah. You know, and Iguodala is limited and Steph's not playing well. Well, guess what? It, comes his it comes down to kevin durant playing iso yeah it's true 
I was going to tell you my favorite part of this Western Conference. And listen, last night was the first time. That game was amazing. And I really got sucked back in. And I was having so much fun watching. It's been one of the best games of the playoffs so far. I got totally sucked in. My favorite part of this. Did you just put me on hold? Hello? <laughs> James, what did you do? Yeah, uh, it a phone call came in. My bad. Oh. I'm like I'm like talking to myself like you there um yeah no I, I hung up now I, I didn't realize what happened so so um I mean sometimes you talk too much I gotta just I gotta I, that's awesome I can, I can mute you just like on Twitter so that's awesome <laughs> anyway I was gonna say my favorite part of the playoffs so far I like how you mentioned that you hate Chris Paul you hate the way he plays and honestly mm-hmm. normally I don't no 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 hold on, hold on. I don't hate the way he plays this is the funny thing about it people think I just talk shit about Chris Paul just because no he's a great player he has no holes in his game on both ends of the floor, basically. I get it. He's like, you know, he's kind of, even though he's small, he's pretty quick, whatever. So I don't hate him. I just, I don't hate his game. His game's fine. I just fucking say fuck Chris Paul. Yeah. And I can see a lot of people that feel that way. Like, he's annoying. He's always jawing at the reps. He's always complaining about everything. He's always trying to gr- draw contact and act like, I don't, he's kind of dirty, too. He's sneakily dirty. He'll take no, every that, little advantage that's that he can. About it. Yeah. He's throwing elbows. He's fucking hitting people. Yeah, yeah that's thinking about it. He elbowed what's his face in the in the ass, like <laughs> game one. Um, but my favorite part, like I finally realized when I actually like Chris Paul, because for the most part I'm with you. He's sort of annoying, but when he's jawing with Draymond Green, it is just amazing. Did you see that whole series of events where they were just going back and forth at each other, like? shit talking and like yelling at each other in each other's face like he gave Draymond Green exactly what Draymond Green gives to everybody else and I think he actually got into his head it was awesome it was like uh, a masterpiece of just shit talk I, I really enjoyed that um, That was. I respect his guts I respect his guts I just yeah whatever so that was fun yeah it was good it was good and it really it really added a little something to the series for me really brought that series alive and the fact that the, that the Rockets came back and won in Golden State, which was huge because they had to have that game last night. Do you think that was like what would have happened if they had lost? They would have been down three one. That would have been the end. That's it. Yeah, yeah. you go down three one to the Warriors. That's it. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. Like I don't even care if you're going back home. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win the series. So they had to have that game. And the fact that they stepped up. Right, Iguodala wasn't playing last night, so that's a big part of the reason. But if you watch this Rockets team, man, I know people are like, you know, the first game they came out and. Did they lose the first game? I don't remember. But they were playing a lot of ISO ball. And and people were like, well, they need to start spinning the ball around more. And I said the same thing. And D'Antoni said, no, we're not going to change the way we play. But they did a little bit. They moved the ball a little bit more. They were way more active on defense. And they won game two. Same thing in game three. They, they went ISO heavy. And James Harden and Chris Paul had the ball in their hands all the time. Game four... They were zipping that ball around again. They were getting other guys activated and flying towards the rim. And they were getting open threes for people, man. It was it was really fun. And, like, I think for the Rockets, normally a lot of other teams, you think the defense will activate their offense. And, and they'll start to get a lead that way. I think for the Rockets, the, it's kind of the opposite. Their offense, if they're sharing the ball, if they're sharing and carrying, and they're zipping it around – I mean, they still go. I mean, ISO, but... I, don't, I don't know about that, man. Because last night, I think, uh, see, Harden had thirty. Chris Paul, Chris Paul had uh, like twenty-seven, and then like the next, I think Eric Gordon had like sixteen, and everyone else had single digits. No, 
Oh, fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it was a lot of ISO ball still. Well, yeah, it was, it was still a lot of ISO ball, but it was it's, a lot. That's of... what they do. Right, right. But if you're if you're just going ISO and one guy has the ball in his hands the entire time, make a couple passes. Like, go back to the ISO. I mean, it seemed like that's what they were doing. He'd pass it out. It would zip around. It would come back to him, and he'd go ISO again, like for Harden. And then they then he it would open up the floor a little bit, and he would have more room to operate and get to the rim, or make a three point shot. It's it's fine to I guess it's fine to do ISO for them because that's the way they play. But if you're just having it in your hands for the entire shot clock and not not winging it out to anybody else, they don't have to respect anybody else on the floor. Of course, they're all going to key in on you, and you know they'll shut down. That's what I was saying, man. They've they've been living and dying by it all season. So when I hear people complaining, like the talking heads on the shows, you know, and complaining about why they, that's what they do. Like you can't complain about it now. This that's what got them here. No, you know what I mean? Of course, and I'm I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying, like you can tell the difference between. Like, they're, everything is ISO heavy, right? But you can tell the difference between when they get the ball rolling and go ISO and when they just go start of the clock to the to the last shot and get, and get that shot up. It's like they just key in on you and they know you're not going to pass it. So, what's you know, they shut everything down. I think just those first couple of passes, getting into the shot clock earlier, I think just does a lot for that ISO heavy offense. Am I'm listening to you. No, no, no. <laughs> No, it's it's. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. I don't. I just, it's a win-win for me. If the Rockets lose, then I can make fun of their shitty fan base. And if the Warriors lose, then we got something epic happening, right? Because like the Warriors aren't supposed to lose, you know. So. I, I, yeah, I kind of I, like. I hate to say it because I don't really want the Rockets to win either, but I wouldn't mind it. I really. It would be fun to see an upset. I'm I'm pretty. Pretty certain we're gonna get Cavs Warriors four, and I'm just not looking forward to that. To be honest with you, Marcus Smart just can't hit a pull-up bank shot from 18 feet off the dribble. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. These are the end. Of, these are the end times. <laughs> these are the end days, my friend. All right. Let's move on. Let's do another. Let's do this. Uh, let's do this wild speculation segment real quick. I, you know what? It's we're at a half an hour. Do you want to? Do you want to just call it a day and, and watch the rest of the game? Uh, hell yeah, we'll do the wild speculation next show. All right, all right, James, let's wrap it up. It's it's been fun. It's been good talking to you. Thanks for getting upset. Sorry, Sorry for yelling. That's <laughs> no, fine. I think you know it's funny. I think people like it better when I yell. Everybody might, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily appreciate it too much. No, I get it, man. I know that the Celtic fan base is hated. I know the Celtics are kind of hated. And it's funny because even though they're hated, people are begrudgingly pulling for them to pull off an upset. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. So, but, right, but the same. Go ahead. Here's the thing that I hate, that really hate about the Celtics team is that I like the Celtics team. That's that's why I hate them. It's fucking driving me nuts. They're so they're so good and they're so fun and they play ball, quote unquote, the right way, which I hate that fucking expression. But they played selflessly. They played as a team and for each other. And and they're just really good on defense, which is kind of incredible to watch. I don't know, man. It's what fun. did it's, you think? What did you think about your boy and B making fun of? of I uh, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I also thought, man, you're just like putting a bullseye on you for next season. Everybody's going to be like, coming for you. My thing is like, I mean, Man Bun had a big part in you know sending yeah. your ass home in the games. Like, it's but like, I guess hey, it's all fair. Hey, you know what? It's he's kind of like weird Twitter. 
where they say just don't stop posting. So even though he lost and, you know, whatever, and they were favored in all the games, they still lost. He's still just home talking shit. He's going to talk shit no matter what. No matter so. what. Well, I think the other thing, the thing that's uh, redeemable about, him, about Embiid and, and his Twitter is that, like, he also knows how to take it. Like, people will, will scorch him and he'll, he'll be fine with it. And, like, he's a really good sport. He doesn't really get upset with people. And I think it's, a, it's more endearing than it is, like, can you imagine if somebody, like, I don't know, if Draymond was doing the same thing? People would hate him for it. I mean, people hate Draymond already, so it doesn't matter. There you go. So, all right, man. Anyway, it's been fun. It's been I real. Think, I think we, I think we provided nothing to the uh, overall conversation. I absolutely we just, agree. It was kind of a garbage throwaway episode, but that's all right. It happened. We just flapped. We flapped our gums for a half hour. Um, I irrationally tried to protect and defend the Celtics when they probably don't need to be defended, but uh, that's life. All right, who has a brighter future, Sixers or Celtics, next season? Oh, Celtics. Celtics. Overall? I mean, they're getting two All-Stars back. That's, yeah, the next season, definitely. Uh, overall, honestly, it's really close because I really do believe, uh, even though, you know, we know Simmons and, and, and beat are the blue chippers, I don't think Jalen and Jason are far behind. And then there's so many, I think, the the complementary pieces. And, you know, we don't know what Fultz is yet. I think he's going to be really good. I hope so. But there's just so many more complementary pieces that can produce in Boston right now. That's true and fair. What what would be the one trade that would scare you the most if you were a, if you were rooting for the Sixers not to get really good? Like what thing? Oh, what, yeah. play, what player would they add this offseason that would scare you the most? Um, if they could, you know, bring in Paul George. If Paul George joins them, that's that's like that's tough. That's really tough. You know, I'm not that high on Paul George anymore. I got to be honest with you. I think they could do better. I know you're thinking about it because the last time you saw him, he didn't play very well in boss in uh, the end of the, the series. But you see, he went and got like elbow surgery and like knee surgery, like immediately, yeah. you know? So like he had things bothering him and he's a really good player, man. He is. He's, he's not, uh, he's not a superstar obviously, but he's in that next tier down. He has his flaws, but I think playing off of Ben Simmons and Embiid, he'd be a monster. It would be great for their defense. By the way, congratulations to Joel Embiid and Robert Covington for being named to a, the All-NBA team's first and second defense. And uh, also make sure you congratulate Al Horford for not only shutting down and be when it counted, he also made second team. So Congratulations, Al Horford. He is good, man. Like I, I, We love to rag on Al Horford because it's funny, but he is really good. He's obviously really good. The Tristan thing is starting to really, like, it's weird, man. It's in his head, dude. I, yeah. It's got to be in his head. You can I see the this very, like, very first couple series of this game, of this game tonight. Like, you're like, wow, he's just scared to go in there against Tristan. Well, no, he went in there, and, like, he shot. He got a nice move. He shot a little jump hook that's usually cash money, and yeah. I don't, he missed it. And he missed like, it. Like, and Tristan didn't even, like, contest it. He just missed it. Then, like, he had a wide-open three, and Tristan wasn't even near him. He just, like, yeah, it's, I think it, he must think about it, man. He's got to. He's got to. All right, James. It was fun. It was real. I'll see you next week. Tell everybody where they can find us, et cetera, quick. Uh, I'm Snotty Drippin', so find me at Snotty Drippin' on Twitter. That's Joe Borelli. Find him at Joe Borelli on Twitter. We also have the Dunk Tales Pod account. You can find us there. Um, I don't know. That's enough. Yeah, it's enough. Season's long. It's, it's ending. Let's go watch some basketball. Peace. Peace.